Pants Warhorse here to tell you that you need to clean out your ears and open them up and start listening to the Demon Road Diaries podcast with Caden Green, Ronnie Rios, and Chelsea Durden. It's a pro wrestling podcast where they bring on all sorts of independent wrestling guests and they talk road stories and all sorts of road trips and all sorts of crazy shenanigans that happens behind the scenes. You can listen to it each and every Wednesday and, you know... Warhorse ever gets on there, you can hear about how many gas stations he's peed on the floor in. Anyways, you need to listen to this podcast, the Demon Road Diaries podcast, because it rules ass! Uh, hey, hey guys, um, do we, we have any news from this week? Uh, like, anything happened uh, in the last couple days? I... I don't know. I've been in a pre-turkey coma, like, preparing for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, okay, so cool. Check this out, though. Um, do you guys know by chance what the first character float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was? Hit, hit it was, me. It was Felix the Cat. Um, okay. That's- isn't that exciting? And you know, uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, is, uh, they're celebrating uh, 96 years, but only, it's only the 93rd um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because during the, uh, during World War II, uh, they put it on hold for three years. I, I would, I would imagine possibly not, maybe feeling. Um, are you okay? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Well, uh, so other than like this big, li- I get, I kind of have a favor, I, that, like to ask you guys. Caden, uh, it's like, Wait, do you want to do an ad? Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah. <sighs> God, <laughs> you it's like you're so close to Thanksgiving. I know it's the gift of Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving fairy will bring you good that's luck. That's not a. That's not a thing. That's, that's not a thing, honey. No, no. Thanksgiving is only genocide in Turkey. Oh, um, you're, right. you're right. Colonizers, fuck them. Oh. Look, if it, if you really want to, I mean, I appreciate you asking this time. Instead of just trapping us in an ad, like we're. <sighs> Fine, fucking, just fuck it. Just do the get, thing. Do it. Fuck- Hit the music. Black Friday is upon us, guys. Can you believe it? And not just not just my awesome beard company is having a sale, but so many places are having a sale. Our favorite wrestling promotion, Fest Wrestling, is having a huge sale on... If you just head to www.festshit.com, that is the word shit. Like poop. Like the, 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 the profane word festshit.com you can get yourself deals they've got a free mystery shirt if you buy a festmas termas tumbler that's a fucking cup right but you get a free t-shirt other than that check this out five dollar tie-dye t-shirts five dollar fest logo t-shirts and here's here's the best part all fest wrestling merchandise is half off sue young t-shirts teddy stigma t-shirts effie and beastly t-shirts uh, F.E. t-shirts, hoodies, t-shirts, all of them 50% off. So you can fest up your wardrobe on sale at Black Friday. That's pretty dope. And, of course, Pro Wrestling Tees. 
is running big Black Friday sale. It's actually going on right now. It's been going on for a day already, but there's still plenty of deals you can capitalize on. We've got any order of over $100 gets a free signed 8x10 by a wrestling superstar. Any order over $150 gets free domestic U.S. shipping. And that's not all that's going on. You're getting 40% off of Barbershop Window merch. You're getting 35% off of all Pro Wrestling Tees logo merch. 30% off of New Japan merchandise. 25% off of AEW merchandise. I know you want an Orange Cassidy shirt. I want one too. And 20% off everything else on the website. And that includes We Are The Coda merch and Demon Road Diaries merch. It's time to get a t-shirt. It's time to tell everyone what your seventh favorite wrestling podcast is. Chelsea, right? What? I'm sorry. Are we still in the ad? Yeah. Do you want to just... Do you have anything to promote? Anything you're selling? Yeah. uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Durden. Woo! Yeah, and uh, if if you want to head over to uh, maybe uh, BlackstoneLabs.com on Friday and just uh, see what's going on there, there's some stuff, some things. Uh, I can't speak anymore about it. Uh, spooky, scary mystery. And that's, that's all. That's all I got. All right. We did your ad. You happy now? Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm thankful for you guys. Wolf. Thanks, buddy. We're Thanks. I'm, I'm thankful for you guys too. Oh, hey. So, how do you guys do your turkeys? Are you fryers, smokers, oveners, cleaners? I'm actually currently trying to jam it in my air fryer. It's not going well. <laughs> Have you tried cutting it in pieces? What do I look like? Put it a back vegan? together like a puzzle. Um. I will be sacrificing a goat in the next couple of days to summon a fully cooked turkey. That's a smart uh, one. And we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna uh, smoke mine. Huh? <laughs> Sick, bro. <laughs> not to, not to sound like RVD, but I'm gonna smoke this turkey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had Jeremy on the show last week, bro. Uh, 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 uh. All right. All right. So uh, enjoy the uh, this interview with our friends, financially stable, and maybe just maybe we'll fucking do a news podcast one of these days. Maybe. Maybe. Thank you, Taker. Thank, thank you, Taker. Oh God, you're not no. for my soliloquy. Save it for the save it for the news podcast. I'm saving it for the news. Save it. Bottle up those emotions. Cut the recording. (laughs) Bottle it up. Jam those emotions down. Okay, but anyway, here's financially stable. I hinted at it in the intro, but La Barba Cubano is also doing a Black Friday sale. So what's the sale? What's going on? You're going to save 15% on single oils or bombs, and there's more. 
All orders over 35 bucks get free shipping in the US. So save yourself on the shipping, save yourself on the beard oil, get your Christmas shopping done. Head to labarba.life and save on our Black Friday sale. That's 15% off on single oils and beard bombs. Enjoy better beard care with La Barba Cubano. With the stuff, I should probably. So, put... Nick, you got to tell me how that back row go. Oh, I think it went. We did it, right? We did it. We and did uh, it. Honestly, people like brought yeah, it up. Yeah, people liked it. And I it. fucking so, told you. So unfortunately, I did have to give you credit to a couple people, which like I didn't enjoy having to do, but like, I did. <laughs> we did it. I though. Love we did it. it. The best way to get put over is reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced to say it. I like couldn't take credit for it. Like, yeah, Weezy, uh, Weezy came up to us and was like, "Ah, oh, dude." You guys put the back roll in there, and it was so nice. And I was just like, that wasn't us. <laughs> Rios has been booking my matches over the <laughs> No, literally. Like, they came to the school on Pretty Wednesday, much. and I was running open ring. And essentially, them and Dom and Shogun were there. So I was like, all right, guys, just go call your match that you're going to have on Sunday. And we'll work out some of the kinks. And that was one of the things I added. They had this tag sequence, and I was just like, they couldn't quite figure out the positioning and the timing. And I was just like, you know, if you just back roll out of the corner, it'll look really fancy. And it turned into like a fucking 10 minute argument. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a while. Like it was, was it the got spear to the point, changed six it, times. Like it got to the point where Shogun was just like, screw it. Let's just do it. Come on, let's go. And we were all just like, Oh no, <laughs> he's angry. And he's the largest person in here by a lot, <laughs> by a long shot. You guys took so, like three hours to call a 10 minute match. <laughs> it, it really got out of hand for some reason. And I was like, we've called so many matches in practice. Like this, I, this isn't a thing. I really like, don't know what happened out there. Like it just kept going and going. And then we just kept like bouncing stuff off of each other to the point where it was like, cool. We have like 10 minutes now. And it's, we've been out here for like an hour. And then Logan kept just, like, waddling around and kept, like, poking himself out from different spots. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was so, so uh, before we get too much further, welcome to Demon Road Diaries. We are in the interview. Um, you know who we are because we probably said it in a very short news segment. Um, with, with that being said, we have some special guests here on episode 38, which uh, someone before we record news remind me to grab a guitar and figure out how to play uh, 138 from the Misfits and um, so I can sing episode 38 a bunch of times. No, you got to be that, ambitious and wait till we get to episode <laughs> 138. <laughs> that's a that's like two years. I, it's yeah, it is. <laughs> So you gotta manifest. You gotta set goals for yourself. Yeah, you. reminds yeah, me, weren't we like, aren't we scheduled to be on a podcast for their 666th episode, but they're only yeah. on like episode 200 or something? <laughs> anyway, so we have guests on our podcast, and if you don't recognize their voices, well, then you're you're not from the fucking future, man, because uh, <laughs> they are one of the most promising tag teams in Tampa Bay Pro and in the Florida Indies. I talk 
a lot about these kids. And I, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier or on the way. I was like, no, you have to see these kids. They have something. It's going to be fucking great. I love these two. So I'm really excited to bring them on the podcast. They're a tag team called Financially Stable. You got Winston Benley III and Connor McKay. What is up, dudes? Hello. What's happening? Happy hey. to be here. Also hey. known as the guy I gave a big fucking dinosaur to last year. You did give yeah. Connor. No, I think you I think you ended up giving that to Boone and I hit you with it. Oh, that's think, true. That's right. I, because I was like, naming so. moves and you were like brand new at the time and didn't know how to take any of them. And I was like, no. shit. So the more we said big fucking dinosaur, the more I was like, I wonder if we've got an actual big fucking dinosaur. So I went to Bud Heavy and I was like, yo, do we have a dinosaur? And so his wife, Emily, took me into their son Kylo's room, who's just absolutely dummy thick with dinosaurs. Dummy thick. (laughs) And then I find this fucking big motherfucking dinosaur. It was a T-Rex, and it was like, it was like four feet long, and I was like, hell yeah, this is the big fucking dinosaur. Um... And, uh, originally I was supposed to, like, beat the shit out of Connor with it. Connor ended up, uh, beating the shit out of me with the dinosaur, but at the end it still needed a payoff, so Boone pissed me off by fucking up every spot we called for him, which was, like, three and a half things. Um, so I beat the shit out of him with the dinosaur with, like, with, like, no... With extreme prejudice, I should say. <laughs> That's probably my weirdest moment in wrestling, is like Triple H sled ha- sledgehammering you in the back with a plastic dinosaur. That oh, shit was hardcore. That was, uh, did we just not have a party? <laughs> I remember at one point... in a party for Bud Heavy. I remember at one point, uh, we are getting to the end, and we, um, we had to call an audible because some shit happened. And uh, Rios shoots Boone up for our finish. And I go... By the way, can I say... And, and to his credit, he didn't know it was happening. So <laughs> I don't think he knew to jump. But I... That was a shoot. I oh, fucking... Yeah. I deadlifted that motherfucker. So I would just like to say... Up. We hit our finish on him. Boom! One, two, two and three quarters. And he kicks out of the finish that no one is allowed to kick out of. He kicked out of our sacred <laughs> finish. Like, you can roll out of our finish. And I, I could have like, up our finish. said to him, stay down. Stay down. <laughs> That's the only reason... reason why I beat the shit out of him with the dinosaur. At this yeah, point, so... I can only see out of one eye because it actually kicked me in the face. But, but what I was going to say is it led to me setting him up in a pedigree and I said Chelsea stick that dinosaur up his ass and Chelsea like barrels back with this dinosaur and just rams it right into his butthole so yeah that's called a payoff <laughs> that was a fucking payoff I, I would just like to point out that the only reason that match got messed up early on is because I blew the double down and tagged the wrong person and oh, tagged wow. on like five that was literally your first match, though, yeah? No, it wasn't. It was one of my first <laughs> just, matches. Just say it was your first <laughs> match. Just someone it was your first someone match. in the crowd 
was yelling go connor go and it sounded like it was coming from alex todd because it was the like the first iteration of your the um the gothic morpin gothic mopin yeah mm-hmm. and um open rangers get it right the worst. Dude. you come on their I, podcast and you don't know that their name like what is wrong listen, with you long words lots of words hard smooth brain but it was like i just went someone was yelling go connor go and i was like oh we have to rush we're low on time so i just went and tagged the first person i saw and it was cheese and cheese had no idea what was going on now that i think legitimately was cheese's first match that That was was cheese's first match yeah yeah and he i felt so bad for him he's gotten a lot better but he was a deer in the fucking headlines absolutely What do I do? Um, my favorite part about that whole match, though, was when we were calling it, and I was like, I knew that you know you had just started, and Cheese was brand new, and I think like the most seasoned person on that squad was Boone. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, all right, let's keep shit simple here, and like, so I have like an arsenal of things that I'm like, okay, these are my simple moves for people who don't know what to do, and I had to do one thing to you, and I was like. All right, I'll just hit a lethal combination on you. And you looked at me and you were like, what's that? Yeah. I I went absolute deer in the headlights. I mean, I knew what it was, but I don't think I had ever actually like caught it on commentary that it was called the lethal combination. So I was just like, oh, that's a cool thing that Jay does. (laughs) Jay does those. That was also that was also the one and only time I've ever taken the like the corner kick with the the face fuck and I was like it would be an honor <laughs> it's just like when you think about it though it's like a lethal combination that's something to do with my actual fucking trainer I just gotta maybe I'll it is. YouTube it right uh, I, don't get, I don't get any cool moves from my trainer like Skinner just did fucking gator rolls and <laughs> Dob stuck people's faces in his armpits. Like, I had literally nothing cool that I can bring to the table. I remember, I remember there was a period where you were, like, trying to convince me that we should start pity uh, uh, pity citying people. And I was just like, I don't I don't think that's a good move for us. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I remember there was, like, a very brief time in my life where I was, like, bold enough to think that maybe I could pull off a lethal injection here and there. Yeah. Um, but I quickly abandoned that dream. <laughs> um, but speaking of Jay Lethal, um, both of you are bona fide Lethal Academy graduates. Mm-hmm. So whoever wants to go first, I'm curious to know where'd you guys like what what started this? Like individually, what started your aspirations to become a professional wrestler? Winston, you go ahead. You haven't okay. talked much. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, I mean, obviously, I think like anybody in this business, like, loved it as a child growing up, all that good stuff. Um, I think at like 14 or 15, I had told my parents that that's what I wanted to do. And they were just like, no. And I was like, all right. And that was kind of the end of it for a while. (laughs) And, And honestly, like, you know, I kind of fell out of wrestling for a little bit, um, you know, into high school and college and then got really back into it in a big way, like around 23, 24 and so on to now. And 
I had been working a job in Rhode Island and didn't really like the job that much and decided things needed to change, moved back to Florida, got a different job, and it allowed me some time to start training. And I think even at that point, I was unsure about actually wrestling. I, I saw myself as being able to be a manager, wanting to write, like do some creative stuff, something like that. And I think it was maybe a month or two into training when I was finally like, this is something I can do, whether it's for fun or, you know, just getting to work matches on any sort of level. And I, that was kind of my, my moment when I, when I realized that I'm, I'm comfortable doing this and I enjoy it. And, and yeah, that's pretty much my story on that. So for me, um, it was a really big part of my childhood. Like most people, it was, my grandpa got me into it, so my usual routine was like every Friday night I'd go to my grandpa's house and we'd watch SmackDown. And that was probably like four or five years old. And I just kept watching it every week. I'd sit down with my grandpa and watch it and watch it and watch it up until um, he passed away. And so then I just kept watching it and watching it. And I ended up finding Ring of Honor and finding different indie promotions and all that. And I really didn't even know there was much of a Florida scene. Um, up until I went to the Ring of Honor show in Lakeland in 2017, and um, a bunch of uh, like like Bud Heavy, who was still tr like training at the time, was crew there and everything. And that was when I started to learn that like, hey, there's people around here that are like learning how to do this. And so I went to that show, went to another like WWE live show, and that was when I finally was like. I love this atmosphere. I love the way this works. I would like to do this. Like, legitimately, people like... Oh, my God. My cat almost knocked over my water. I was... Uh, people like Daniel Bryan and, like, Rey Mysterio, I looked at them and was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Because I'm not the biggest guy. But mm -hmm. I finally sat my parents down and told them I wanted to do it. And the only reason I found Jay Lethal School was because my dad found it because I was looking to go to um, the WWN Academy or 3D. And Jay Lethal was right in the backyard, and the rest is pretty much history. started learning in the shack. Ah, you were part of the shack days. I was one of the last, I think I was one of the last classes that learned in the shack. Nice. Yeah. And, and for context. Find the shack for me. Uh, the, shack, yes. the shack is a, in an undisclosed location just outside of Tampa, it is a essentially <laughs> a boat garage with a garage door with no AC, and it's an oven in the summer, and it's probably like 110 degrees in there, and we just put a wrestling ring in there, and it had a shitty little bathroom, and that was it. And then finally, before we left, we got AC, but it only helped like a little bit, and then we moved to the new location. Yeah. Nice. So just for context, people, like, Anyone who's trained with Jay Lethal um, since he started doing training in Florida around 2014, um, his location has shifted many times. Um, so now there's he's in a very stable warehouse location, kind of like where I trained in, because uh, his original location was in Clearwater. That's where I trained. And then he bounced around a little bit. Then he got the shack, which... For the sake of anim animity, I will not say who it is, but a student of his basically <laughs> said, hey, man, I've got all this property. I could just build you a wrestling school. <laughs> is that the story? I never knew it was that. Yeah, I thought so they just essentially had it. that student 
he's like, I have this big yard if someone's willing to. And then another student who will again go nameless was like, well, I've got the money. So basically one put up the land and one put up the money and they built Jay a wrestling school. Um, and that was functional for a fair about a fair amount of time. And I don't think Jay had any interest in leaving, but it was that uh, then the student whose land it was, it wasn't his land. It was his parents' land. And they were like, hey, we're tired of the wrestling being here. You all have to get the fuck out. And I'm like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? And apparently now it's an auto shop. Like yeah. they rent the land out to a, a, an auto guy. So um, I don't know. How do they do that? Because you can only fit like six cars in that parking lot without. Well, having I mean, to have, it's like... I. It's like one of those like, I imagine it's like one of those guys. It's just like he's like a low time mechanic, and he just, you know, just it's works on two. Yeah, works on two or two or three cars a day. You know, um, but anyway, yeah. So now Jay's in Pinellas Park at a much more stable location. <laughs> But that's cool. I didn't know you. I I mean, I I could I could guess probably based on timeline. But yeah, I didn't know you were part of. You were the last Shaq class. I think I was the. No, I think uh, Logan Cruz and Weezy were like the last Shaq Shaq. Yeah, because I remember I I had orientation at the Shaq and then never had to go back there. Um, (laughs) Lucky you. Which not complaining about. I think the first time I. Yeah, first time I met Jay was, like, painting the new building. Like, they asked for, like, volunteers to come help. And that was, like, in between orientation and my first actual class. Um, so, okay. So then you guys actually came from two different classes then. Yep. Um, so kind of where did the idea of you guys teaming up come from? And then... I, I want to know specifically just the idea of being a team in general, and then sure. specifically what created the financially stable concept. Uh, I guess I'll I'll take this one first. Um, I think honestly, like teaming together, it was one of those things where even moving into advance, I, I will never claim to be the smoothest worker in the world. Even even now, definitely not. Um, so. I, the idea of being in a tag team appealed to me just to kind of have somebody to share the bumps with and having somebody with a little bit more experience than me definitely was something I wanted as well. Just to kind of help me through some of the stuff I was having like more issues with. And, you know, Connor was always basically around from when I was in advanced, you know, to now like still showing up, still working and everything. So got to know him a little bit and then uh i think merc saw that we like looked alike and was yeah. like we're gonna put you guys together for like practice matches and it went really well and i think it kind of spiraled from there it was it was very 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 spontaneous yeah and, like, it was random it was like this perfect storm of stuff because the only reason i ended up like i was still like i ended up being like with them progressively uh, was because I got injured at the shack and I hurt my knee and I had to sit out for three months. And so then I had to come back and start up again in advance with this brand new class of people. And yeah. it was it was Logan and Weezy's and Derek's class. So it was I just kind of nestled myself in there with them. Yeah. And then the the concept of financially stable was something I had been 
playing around with a little bit um just like kind of encompassing my character in general and then you know like i said i knew i wanted to be in a tag team and just kind of taking that idea and you know a lot of comparisons the gimmick gets is to you know a ted dibiase or something like that which you know obviously i i see the comparison there but wanting to kind of bring something like that more to like a tag team unit as a whole, I would say is, is kind of where it comes from and just kind of putting a millennial spin on that concept. Um, and then kind of just laid that out to Connor and, uh, you know, got some input from Merck and Jay and, and here we are. So are you guys like trust fund babies? Is that the, that's yeah, that's the gimmick. Um, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the whole concept of financially stable, it's not about being just rich. It's being financially stable enough that, like, we don't have regular jobs. We don't need to do anything. We wrestle because we like hurting people. I think that that's – at least that's the vindictive heel version um, Mm -hmm. of of what we do. It's always evolving and always, like, kind of – changing and we haven't really found like a set like yeah this is set in stone this is what we are yeah the the way i've always interpreted the gimmick and you know correct me if i'm wrong this is a spitballing idea the way i've always interpreted was is that like uh that like winston is like the money but the idea is that like he kind of just acquired you and the way that rich kids (laughs) sometimes just buy friends whether they realize they're doing that or not and then i always interpret it as like you say that like 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 oh i'm um i like hurting people i don't need to be doing this i want to do this because i like hurting people and it's like in reality it's like much sadder than that it's like this like i don't have any friends and this is the only way i could socialize with people Yeah, that's a pretty Connor McKay sounds like um, you know, he he grew up, you know, on the wrong side of the tracks outside the burbs in uh <laughs> and uh I don't know, maybe maybe some thugs were like trying to trying to rip off Winston's car or something and uh Connor comes out of nowhere with a fucking tire iron to the to the back of the back of a calf or something yeah. and uh, scares off the thugs and Winston was like pretty good yeah Connor, so you got, Connor you got big Jason Todd energy yeah I'll, I'll take that I'm all yeah now that. you're just set for life man like now yeah. you're financially stable because all because that's, of you and that tire iron that's the best compliment I've ever gotten <laughs> that's uh, really that's- sad I was gonna say that's saying something. I don't know if it's a good thing, but it's saying something. Oh yeah, they're going places. Not college, but places. <laughs> so I do think it's interesting that it, so you're saying it's Mercury, David Mercury, who initially instigates the idea that you guys yeah. should be a tag team. Yeah, of of being a unit for sure. Um I, I think I've never really gotten a straight answer as to what he saw but i mean it it works i think yeah the height dynamic is pretty funny and like <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the yeah the, i think the funniest part is is that we're this same weight like 
when we first started as a tag team, we were both 170 pounds. And yeah. It's just I'm 5'6", and he's like seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, it's – I again, I, I don't really know what it was that Merck saw, but, I mean – he must have a good eye because it, it's working for us. So yeah. Well, I think he's he was he was the one that said that me and uh, Aaron should be a tag team. Really? Yeah. He. Um, I didn't know that. I think he just. I don't know if it's like. I think it's purely based off optics. Like yeah. I think he just looks at people and it's just like that looks like a tag team. Yeah, I don't know how much he actually considers like dynamics or personalities, but. Um, I think what it is is that, and I think he's been very intentional with this, especially with the last few classes, is that because I've noticed that there's been a lot of tag teams coming out of the last few classes. I think that's intentional because um, I think, and I don't want to give ourselves too much credit, but I think we were like the the guinea pig of this experiment where it's like, all right, we have this kid, i.e. me, who's like, we know he could do something, but he's very unmolded. And he, he needs a lot more time in the ring. And he needs... So, like, what's the most secure way to get this kid more ring time to get him better? Put him in a tag team. Because, like you said, it's one of those things where mentally it takes so much stress off of you where you feel like you're not doing this alone. And you have someone to bounce ideas off of. And you have someone to, like, push you or, or you know, support you. And it just, like, it puts you in these situations to get more comfortable in the ring. So I feel like we were used as a template for that. Mm-hmm. And then they saw the benefits of like, okay, it works if you if you put if you start someone in a tag team, provided that they put the work in and that they're really dedicated to getting better. Mm-hmm. This is a really good dynamic. So like, I think they've just consciously been doing that. Of like, the students they know have potential. They like, you know, hey, Starling, Heard, tag team, Wheezy, Logan, tag team, you yeah. two, tag team. Yeah. And also it helps with our promotion because it gives us for teams sure. to work with. So like yeah. the tag belts mean something. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. Mean, he did that with uh, with Josh and Bud to like yeah. go let's go back too. Yeah. Um, that is one thing that like Tampa Pro is is has kind of prided themselves on is bringing like not only are they putting good tag teams together, but they're putting putting good tag teams together that stay together. Right. Yeah, like, it, it creates a lot of, like, like you know, loyalty to the brand and stuff and forms relationships within the school. So, you know, people stick around and give, you know, give back to the next class and, you know, everybody always comes home. Yeah. For sure. And you always have a, a riding buddy. That's always fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's not entirely true. Yeah, except for when they like <laughs> say that you know they're gonna get dinner with their uncle, and then the uncle doesn't even show up at the show. So like you oh, guys rode separately for no the, reason at all. The yeah. person that I was supposed to ride down with didn't actually end up riding down with me, yeah, so we no, both just rode three awesome, hours dude. alone. Uh, you gotta work on the timing, man. Yeah, <laughs> but also you know time alone is is valuable. I I, uh, I remember when we when we did Mania weekend for thirty five Mania thirty five like. I bought I bought Aaron a one way ticket home because we like because we were like like brother I love you I have not left your side in like four hundred hours oh my god <laughs> and it's like and it's not like I'm mad at you I don't I just don't I just I just need time to mm-hmm. like decompress so like I bought him a one way plane ticket and I drove myself home from New York 
That's amazing. I think that's something. I drove myself home from New York. I think that's something Connor too has realized with me. The more time we spend together, he knows when I want to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, dude, don't talk to me. Like, just let me do my thing because, mm-hmm. you know, like we are a tag team, we're a unit, but it's more like a brother than a friend, right? So, like, yeah. you get annoyed with your brother, and mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with us. Yeah, we're we're very dueling personalities, like outside <laughs> of the ring. To the point that he's like really laid back and likes to like sit back and relax, and I'm just like go 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 all the time. High energy and High very energy. over the top, and so we kind of he I kind of wear on him more than he wears on me. I think Aaron and I have had one fight. Yeah, <laughs> and it was very quick because I like I immediately apologized. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think we've had our first fight yet, Winston. We, yeah, it hasn't been a serious fight because, yeah. like I said, when I say shut the fuck up and leave me alone, you know that it's probably a good idea to do it. It's usually it's usually <laughs> not that. It's more so like, Connor, no, we're not doing that. That's not yeah. something we're gonna do. Yeah, Connor, like, I'm just like, come on, let's go, come on, let's do it. It'll be great. Yeah. And he's just like, well, no. It's it's almost like any other couple that you may end up in, like with a boyfriend or girlfriend or like uh, roommates or anything like that, where it's like most of the time you can just diffuse the fight by being like, I don't know, maybe that's not the best route. Like if I'm throwing gear ideas at Rios and he's like, fuck that, instead of saying fuck that, he'll be like, I don't know, does that really sound like a great idea for us? And I'd be like, yeah, OK, I get it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> the Socratic method. I think the three of us, the only thing we really fight about is dinner. And we don't even really think <laughs> about that. We're just like, it's just like, no, Chelsea, you can't have Lucky Charms for dinner again. Yeah. <laughs> Two bowls of Lucky Charms today already. And, and honestly, that's not even a fight as much as it's just a very stern suggestion. Like, <laughs> It's more of an up battle yeah well like i just like i mean not to be an asshole but it'd be like you'll have your days when you're like oh i feel fat why do i don't look as good in my gear as i want to and i'm like well you're on your third bowl of lucky sharks <laughs> i was also really really depressed <laughs> um but uh all that aside so so uh so you guys have only been wrestling what Connor about like a year and a half and Winston I, I took my first bump February 2018 okay and then what was your first match though first match uh probably not until April 2019 I don't think because okay. like I said I had the injury and had to come back and everything okay and then Winston what was your first match so started training January 2019 and then I think October of that same year. What was your first? I know I kind of remember Connor's first match because I think I was there for it. Yeah. Um, but what was your first match? So our first match. As no, in, your was, your your first match. I want to so, know what your first. Well, match. my first match is our first match as a team. Actually, oh, so I've, okay. I've never worked a singles on a show. Which uh, wow. You know, at at some point soon, I I would love to break that. Uh, oh. But I don't really. <laughs> yeah I, like it's something i just know i have to do at some point like mm-hmm. no, it's but the yeah i, I definitely I, pre- I the only person who likes wrestling singles <laughs> i enjoy it i mean it- i do um but gosh 
five to seven just feels an awful lot like 12 to 15 <laughs> these days. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm getting old. But yeah, the I think my first match was October of 2019, and it was Connor and I against Alex Todd and Royce, I believe. Yeah. Okay. How was that? It was it was good. Or just like, did it happen? Because Rio and I have a way of speaking <laughs> about matches where we're like, yep, there were wrestlers in that ring. There was there was an efficient. Uh, a bell did ring. It was this happened in a square. Like, um, bumps were taken. It, it did the job of getting like first match nerves or anything like that out of the way. So yeah. I will I will say it was a success. Um, I th- I think things are definitely going better now than they probably went in that first match. But absolutely, yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was funny, we were actually talking about this, just brief tangent about Royce. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Royce Adams is the son of Brian Adams, uh, Crush. Um, and then someone we've been briefly mentioning on the podcast is a wrestler named Joe Hurd, uh, who is one of the good old boys. He's the son of Ronnie Bass Jr., way back from episode two. Or he is Ronnie Bass Jr. He is Ronnie Bass Jr. He's the son of Ron Bass. And... Um, I, I've had this like vague idea in my brain for a couple of weeks now of like whenever Tampa Pro comes back, I want there to be like our own legacy. And like an idea I had for it was um, if they decide to not do the commissioner's cabinet thing with you guys, is like, like you got like in more of that storyline of like, I want to buy, you know, I want to buy my friends. Well, it's like, well, if I'm going to be buying wrestlers. You know, I want to buy, you know, like, I want to buy from the best bloodlines possible. And so, like, the <laughs> idea that, like, you start a faction that's about you scooping up second and third generation wrestlers. It's not bad. My, yeah. my first match was also Royce. And I... Mm. <laughs> I, I remember. I, I, I was there. <laughs> I, have a very, uh, I have a very fickle history with Royce Adams, is a way to put it. Do, I, did this match take place in a ring? Was there a referee? The bell rang. Bumps were taken, whether willingly or reluctantly. Bumps were taken. Many bumps were taken. Lots of bumps from me because I'm tiny and because you just sell your ass off, baby. You're great. You just sell, sell, (laughs) sell, making them look good, Daddy. Yeah, I think my first um like program was with Royce. Yeah, no, we you had guys a, had like a feud. <laughs> yeah, I had. I went under. I went under in the first match, and then I think I, I think I kicked him in the dick, and then did like a little head tap thing, and then he, I eliminated him at the Rumble, the Tampa Rumble, mm-hmm. and then I cheated to win the third match with yeah. brass knuckles. I didn't know you guys wrestled that much. <laughs> uh huh. And then we went to the new venue, and. Our first match, me and Winston together, was Royce. Then our first dark match um, on, like, the next show was Royce and Nick Abrams. And so it's just been, it's, like, my last, like... It's been a lot of Royce. It's been a lot of Royce. Well, at least you didn't have to wrestle Royce this weekend, so that's good. No, I didn't. 
Yeah, so bless. Um, were you in the rumble with him? No, I, I I got eliminated in the rumble during your pit. I, oh. I star I was first, and I think I was. When did you come out? Uh, eleven, I think. Yeah, I was only in there from for that long. Me and Noah Vale started it, and then when you came out, I got eliminated during your thing. Uh, yeah, that was a fun thing. I tried to possess another demon, and that didn't work. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it because it might spoil some things. Oh yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'll briefly talk about it when we do news uh, later in this timeline. In the pod timeline earlier, I'll do it if that makes sense. Okay. It will yeah, be. Is this like a multiverse right now? Just like multiple timelines, mm-hmm. all kinds of yeah. things going on. Absolutely a multiverse. Wow. Yeah, in this uh, in this timeline, Jay Garrett is the Flash and not Barry Allen. Winston, we're in the the DRDCU now. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, but Uncle Ben's dead in all of them. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> Dark. Dark. Um, Speaking of alternate timelines, uh, I want to know from both of you. If you, perchance, mayhaps, quite possibly, have a little thing we like to call a Wrestle Crush Wednesday. Before we jump into Wrestle Crush Wednesday, I wanted to tell you about a company that's helping me crush my fitness goals. Rep Sports and Raise Energies just partnered up with me personally to uh, make me an ambassador for their company. And uh, that means that I get to give you guys a code. So if you don't know about Raise Energy, it's a zero calorie energy drink uh, that has BCAAs and electrolytes. So it's a good for you energy drink. It's not that gas station crap that you've been chugging down. Also, they make a line of products like pre-workouts, BCAA powders, and so much more. You can get all that at repsports.com. And when you're ready to check out, use the code Katie, K-A-Y-D-E-E, to save yourself 15%. Because you know, here at Demon Road Diaries, we like to do two things. That's stay safe and stay jacked. So that means a wrestler, be it living or no longer with us, uh, working or retired, legend, signed, indie, some schmuck at the flea market. You just really want to wrestle for some reason. Um, <laughs> is there anyone that you personally really want to get into the ring with? And you can name tag teams as well. Mm-hmm. Tag team singles, whatever you want. Uh, Connor, I'll let you take this first. I have a, I have a couple. Go for it. Hit me with. I know, I know. We want the gifted like for real like on a show that and is very we, doable that's extremely i'm surprised that hasn't already happened. Pack. um are you gonna list love... every other tampa bay pro tag no, team except for dakota no. like uh, well, it's, kinda, it's kind of disrespectful well, but i assume that's happening soon so eventually um locally i really want to work uh like Starling's new character is like, I love that. And Starling and I have always brought out the best in each other in the ring. So I think we could have a really good match. 
And on the, the greater scale of things, I would love to just sell for Tommaso Ciampa and just get demolished. <laughs> and just Step sell for him. And just get, just like, beard everywhere, just destroying me. That or Finn Balor. Finn Balor's always been a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Finn Balor. <laughs> Finn Balor's a big fan of mine. <laughs> and that, was, that, is, that is quite literally, I just want him to, like, double stomp me through the mat. And that could be the match. I'd through be happy. your chest. This is getting kind of sexual. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit. Thank you, here. He, he has an erection right now. Like, I probably all like that, man. Come on. No flips, just fists. Um, <laughs> um, Jesus. What about you, Winston? What do you got? Um, all right, I got a couple as well. I won't ramble as much as Connor, but I'm sorry. Um, he's got to go jerk off now. I like wrestling. What can I say? (laughs) So, on an indie level, I really want to beat the shit out of the sexy angels. So, I want that to happen. I want that to happen very soon. Um, doable, very, very doable. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a feeling it might be coming soon. Um, so. Looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, quick offing. But I also, a weird one that I want is Cody Barringer, um, because we were both bad guys. I would love to do a cosplay show with him as Batman because he makes Batman suits and me as the Riddler. That's like my weird, like indie, like dream match is I just want to do a cosplay match with Cody Barringer. Oh my god, they could be they could be Mario and Luigi. See where uh, I'm going. Uh, I, uh, we would make a perfect Mario and Luigi. Oh, Jesus. That, yeah, but that means I'm Luigi, so like I'm immediately <laughs> gonna play the Luigi. Thing. I don't want to be Luigi. <laughs> Luigi doesn't even want to be Luigi. <laughs> I'd rather wrestle as 303, quite honestly. <laughs> Do it. The callbacks this weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> Some some fan in the crowd was yelling at me and Winston, calling us three hundred three, and I, I looked it literally at started and actually asked. That's such I a. Looked at Winston, I looked at Winston and actually asked. I was like, "What's a three hundred three? Ah, you fucking <laughs> he child! Didn't get it. He did, yeah, he didn't <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> you fucking baby. Caden had to show me in the back. Yeah, I had to pull up the "Don't Trust Me" video, and I was like, "Look, these this is you guys." And uh, Jermani was there, um, friend of the show, Jermani. And he's like, like, yeah, you guys look like 303. And um, Winston got it instantaneously. And then it was like, okay, let me just do some Google searching. Hold on a second. In this like hotel that's like, must be completely against the internet working. Because that's... (laughs) Oh, yeah. But yeah. Winston, I would have personally PayPal'd you whatever pay rate you were denied uh, if I knew that upon that chant, you just went straight up to that dude and was just like, like I'm a vegetarian and I'm fucking scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> just starts like singing around the ring, singing just shush girl, shut your lips, do the Helen yes. Keller and talk with your hips. Exactly. I, I take that payday. I'd do it. Um... I gotta and do then, my research. Yeah, you know, DDP legitimately sued them over this. Did he really? 
Yeah, and he won too. Yeah, because oh my god, it's, it's their not logo. Surprising. Their logo is three yeah, three, so it's a circle instead of a diamond or whatever. But I'm then, doing hand gestures for yeah. our friends. So uh, basically, imagine imagine John Cena's symbol, but you put your hands together. That's the three three symbol. John Cena symbols together. Yeah, and then di- and then DDP's is like all fingers up diamond. Yep. And yeah, he sued them and won. So I don't know if you noticed, but they kind of that's not really part of their uh, their gimmick anymore. This interesting. I, I haven't been completely up to date with like three oh three probably since like twenty twelve. <laughs> they got they got weird, dude. Like they yeah. like hit this like that first album did well, and then they did like the second album where they were like doing duets with like Katy Perry and Kesha and shit like that, and then they like fell off. I think. Part of it was that DDP lawsuit, and they kind of just <laughs> fell off of a cliff. I mean, uh, if DDP sued me over a hand gesture, I would probably fall off a cliff as well. Yeah, and that's then, like, I DDP they, buried them. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Then, yeah, um, and uh, I remember they put out an album a couple years ago, and it was it was weird. I remember it was very aggressive. <laughs> it was like it was like weird. Like it sounded like. Um, it sounded like if frat guys tried to make death grips. Was it as weird as the music video for that Kesha song, Blow, where she and James Vanderbeek have a laser gun battle in a bar full of unicorns? You know what's weird? I actually recently watched that music video the other day. I have no idea what's going on right now. I don't know. I'm not like, either. my name. Um, I haven't for the last five minutes. By the way, Kesha is severely underrated. Like, a lot of her music so is... Good. Yo, TikTok is my jam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, was, I was going to say, uh, on that, that newest 303 record, uh, I heard the single is called A Diamond Upside Down is a Pussy. Uh, I could be wrong, though. You just had to get that in there. You, just, <laughs> <laughs> you, you were fucking twitching. You were like, I'm going to have an aneurysm if I don't make this uh, ready to rumble reference. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, how All many right. times can I make a David Arquette movie reference on a wrestling podcast? <laughs> Several. You could talk about his documentary oh. if you wanted to. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, what? So, where are we? <laughs> where, who are you people? What are you doing in my room? <laughs> um, I guess we might as well just move on to the next segment then. Um, Smooth. So, as it as it is known, as it is known, uh, we are the only Conan Stan podcast, including his own. And because of that, every time we bring on a guest, we have to ask him the 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 vaunted question which is, boys, was there a time in your wrestling career, your wrestling life, be it as a fan, a trainee, a worker, that things were getting a little rowdy, rowdy? K-O-N-A-N-Conan. But when it was all said and done, you got through it, you got to the end of it, and you could reflect, you're like, you know what? I'm about it, about it. Anthony Fox, man! This is your rowdy, rowdy, bout it, bout it segment of the evening. Please donate to our PayPal account so we can buy a real air horn. Live at the place to be, Mexico City. Mexico City. 
Those, <laughs> yeah, you sound like you were using the John Cena horns on that one. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> out of um, fucking ratty, ratty, bad about it, air horn, and all I have left is John Cena. Oh, God. I was, oh my God, can you imagine like 2004 peak Dr. Thugonomics John Cena, and that's when they finally signed Conan? <laughs> and we get like a fucking K-Dog versus John Cena rap feud. <laughs> have a rap beef in 2020 that's oh, fucking no. Onan versus the Doctor of Thugonomics. That's all we want. <sighs> but yeah, boys, let me hear your stories, if you got any. You going? You going? Oh, I guess I'll go, yeah. Yeah. We're just kind of sitting here, like, waving our eyebrows at each other. <laughs> um, like, what the fuck did we agree to? <laughs> probably, probably multi-man matches, like scrambles, like eight-mans. Like mm-hmm. non tag, like everybody's on their own free for alls. Yeah, because I was, there... I was. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say, is there a specific one that comes to mind? Um, the first one I was in was what like turned the tide. Uh, it was at Full Throttle Pro Wrestling, and it was like Dax and Chris Calloway and um. I remember that I just one. Forgot his name. That's true. It was in um it was in Three Daughters Brewing in St. Pete. I think uh Haitian Sensation was in it. Oh Saiyu Sabah. And that's actually the person who made me feel better about it was Saiv. Because I was like I was sitting in the back and I was like, dude, this is gonna be a clusterfuck. And he was like, No 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 no. Don't think about it like that. Because if you think about it like that, it's gonna go like that. Like go in there with a calm, cool, collected mindset and you're gonna do well. And so then I went out there and I did my few little spots and everything went really well. Everything went really well and nothing like flew off the rails. And now I'm like all four multi-man matches. But at the time, you were quaking in your boots. And then Saeed slipped in and was like, hey, you just got to let go. And let go. Saeed is a blessing. He's from, the coolest motherfucker I know. I just like just his presence is like so goddamn calming. I could have like just got in a car accident and if Saif popped up, he'd be like, "Hey man, I just want you to know I love your energy." And I'd be like, "You right." And then, <laughs> just, you know, right. And like, you be okay. <laughs> uh, what about you, Winston? Um, I've been racking my brain for this, like. My career is like two days old, so like sure. <laughs> I'm I mean, trying to come it, up with something. Well, that's why I included like training stories, fan stories, like ca- you know. I caught that and I appreciate it. Um, yeah. but I will say I think Aaron Nova's birthday bash. <laughs> I he asked me to do commentary, and I have never done commentary. Um. I, I, I like to think that I talk well, but like had never done it in that kind of professional setting. Um, but once it was over, I was like, absolutely like love this would do it again. So it was kind of mm-hmm. shit in my pants, like before doing it. And then, I mean, getting in there with uh, Zach Romero, like you're good, like you're going to be fine. And he, he kind of got me through it and, and I think I did pretty well. So that's probably my rowdy, rowdy about it, about it. Yeah. I remember it was 
You did commentary for our match on that show, right? I did. That was my first match ever doing commentary, and it was an absolute shit show. I mean, not the match itself, but, like, having to call that match. You can be honest with me, brother. (laughs) No, no, the match was fine, but calling that many people, I'm just like, holy shit. (laughs) We're not even sorry about it. Yeah, that's fine. One thing uh, Zach had mentioned after was like i don't know how the four of you like narrate over your own match but it was like incredible and i was like yeah amazing that yeah was, that that was yeah. something well just so you know it it could have been crazier we it was what's weird is we were the ones keeping it curtailed like like uh, Weezy and and Logan and ADR are all like I got some fucked up ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, could we see were, that like, from that. All right, nobody's trying to die today. It's a fucking birthday party. We got cake later. Mm-hmm. Um, cake? I don't remember cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, was there cake? I don't remember cake. I brought donut balls and nobody ate them. I, uh, I didn't. I Holy shit, there were donut balls? I ate I yeah, this is, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, what? so I brought donut balls, right? I was like, oh, I'm going to bring donut balls. And I put them by, like, the like right at the front because nobody told me where the food was. So I was like, I'm going to put these donut balls here. Feel free to put them with the food. And, like, someone was like, okay. And then I'm leaving, and someone goes, hey, here's a bag with a bunch of donut balls in it. And I'm like, oh, for real? Motherfucker. So I took one of the <laughs> donut balls with me. I was like, well, fuck it. I'll eat these at home. God and damn it. I would have eaten those on the way home. I, I, had the, uh, I had the opposite experience, which was I agreed to buy pizza for the show. And I ordered 10 pizzas. <sighs> and then once I noticed how many people were there, I, was, I called Domino's and I added five more pizzas. And that shit still was gone in like 20 minutes. You put pizza in front of pro wrestlers. And I only got two very tiny slices. And I was upset. And I went to go because um, me and Samson made latkes. Um, so I went out to have a couple of um, my latkes. And those were all gone. And I was like happy about it. He's like, oh, everybody enjoyed my latkes, but at the same time, I didn't get to enjoy any of my latkes. I yeah. got no latkes. I had one of those, and they were really good. I got I enjoyed latkes. The very First enjoyable. time having that. They were good. very good. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Shabbat shamotherfucking loam. <laughs> I, would, I would say I enjoyed latkes if I had gotten any. <laughs> it's like fried, it's fried potato. You can't go yeah. wrong. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was eating it, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's really good. <laughs> this tastes like one of those things I like. Uh, maybe French fries or hash <laughs> or tater tots. Can't put my finger on it. <laughs> put my finger on it. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So okay. So Thanksgiving is uh, will be the day after this podcast drops. Um, and uh, so what is this goes to the whole fucking everybody in this motherfucker (laughs) so i hope you're ready what is the thanksgiving side dish what's the most important thanksgiving side dish of them all it's going to be controversial stuffing 
It's stuffing. If it's not stuffing, you're wrong. I feel like that's not a controversial answer. That's a yeah, very safe I, Caucasian I feel answer. Like you I just say gave. that, and everybody <laughs> hates it. I don't know. Like maybe. What I'm are you talking about? Wrong, I'm running with the wrong Staple. people, I guess. Yeah, I you're know. running with a fucked up click. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with green bean casserole because it's been my favorite thing ever since I was a kid. It feels very on brand for you, Connor. <laughs> That, that fits for some reason. What does it mean? I don't know. It just fits. My grandma, grandma makes a mean, mean bean casserole. I bet mean you bean casserole. Bean bean. Bean bean. bean. bean Yo, grandma, bean let me get casserole. some of that bean bean. <laughs> Yo, Grammy, slap me a plate of that bean bean. <laughs> that bean bean. Slap me a plate of that. title of the of the podcast. Slap me a plate of that bean bean. Slap me a plate of that bean bean granny. Aaron, as as the other Cuban on the podcast, I'll let you answer first. Um, that is a very Cuban answer. <laughs> oh, I've got a fucking the whitest answer possible. Right, go That's uh. The good sweet potatoes with the marshmallows and the and the graham crackers on them, oh. like a, like a sweet potato like, casserole, like yams. Yeah. No, sweet no, potatoes. sweet potato casserole. Yeah, no, yams and sweet potatoes. They say are the same thing, but are they? No, nobody's. Not. I don't know. No, I really don't know. Yeah, no, I got that white answer. Like, I, I'll even take the the shit from um, Boston Market. Give me that Boston Market goop. <laughs> <laughs> that goop. I think one time, yeah, one time I got a Boston Market gift card for some reason because there's people in my life that don't know me, um, and uh, I, I gave it to you because I was like, you're the only person I know who vocally admits to eating a Boston Market. <laughs> 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 uh, but. Uh, <laughs> That's literally, like, you know how some people are just, like, they have a, a soft spot in their heart for something really awful. Like, they're, like, like not, like, murder or anything, but, like, <laughs> but like, like it's called a guilty brother, pleasure, Caden. My, my twin brother has an obsession with Arby's. Like, I think oh. he's the person that keeps Arby's going. He's the one, he's the one he's, that's trying Arby's. Listen, he's not the only one. That is that is all me. My favorite it's Arby's. It's, my girlfriend Every, hates me because of my obsession for Arby's. Well, like, you and Caden's brother are shouldering the burden of taking of keeping Arby's in business. I am keeping that company afloat. Like I, my dad's it. in there too. My dad and my brother love Arby's, and every time I've gotten Arby's with them, I'm the one who's gotten food poisoning. You know, I'm starting to learn that uh, liking Arby's is kind of like the uh, do you wipe standing up or sitting down argument. <laughs> it's like, because it's like 50% of the nation does one or the other, and the other 50% thinks the other is crazy. <laughs> I like Arby's. Like, I, I enjoy eating it. Like, it tastes great. It tastes fine. But... Literally okay, every time I've gotten Arby's, it tastes great. It depends on what you get. It tastes great. But every time I've gotten it, I've been dying for two days. Like, yeah. I, I fucks with their fries, but, like, I'm not, I'm not ever, like, oh, I'm really craving Arby's fries. I got to go to Arby's to get Arby's fries. It's, like, my crazy sister, I call her crazy because she likes Arby's, um... Is like, hey, I'm going to Arby's. 
um, what do you want from Arby's? And I'm like, just fries, please. Um, I'm, I'm all about the Arby's. Like, I'm, I might go there now. Like, that's, it's, Yo, it's get- starting. He's on DoorDash, actually, guys. The screen just went black. He's on DoorDash getting uh, $40 directly to his house. Yeah, this isn't a joke. This is not a drill. Uh, I I need Arby's here. Your your new Arby's-themed gear. (laughs) Catch me in the next commercial. Like, this is going to go viral, and then Arby's is going to get a hold of it. And, like, I'm their guy now. If if they're looking for somebody, I'm the guy. Oh, and then I'll to be a singles wrestler again. <laughs> to so, answer uh, the, uh, yeah, to answer the let's original sure. question. Let's go back to the initial question. What is the Thanksgiving side for you? All right. So this is a very, this is an actually controversial statement. But this is how my family rolls. Uh, this is how my mom fucking rolled to the point where I will personally be making this myself for Thanksgiving this year. You've never had turkey until you've had turkey with a side of black beans and rice. All right, calm down, that's, Cuba. That's fucking <laughs> oh. Calm down, Cuba. I thought you were yeah. going to go with yuca. No. I don't hate it. I, I hate it. I hate everything about that. Go to Arby's, like white boy. <laughs> I like black beans and rice. I might have to try that someday. I mean... It's like you got to get it where you have the slice of turkey on the plate with the beans and rice and you eat your beans and rice first. So there's all that sauce there, all that juice. Oh, and, and then you and then you turkey. cut the turkey into the bean juice and it's fucking mwah, fucking This is some sick fuck shit. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's gone a bit far. The way the way of my heart. I love you so so much. I would kill any man, woman or child who so much as looked at you wrong. That being said, if a single bean or a single grain of rice comes within 60 yards of my Thanksgiving turkey, I will kill everyone in the room and then myself. You're over here talking about, like, bean juice and shit. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm so far out. Like, no. I was fine with it being, like, you know... It's fine with it being like in its own little dish next to the turkey, yeah. but then you were like, "Yeah, no, same time. No. We had to have the fucking divider containers for our food. <laughs> I, we still, my family still use the div- uses the divider plates on Thanksgiving. If 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 the if, divider plates is that at the kids' table only? Together. Yeah, is no, that at the kids' table only. It's just how my family's always done it. We always go camping and we cook the turkey and like literally like a tub of oil above a fire and that's, that's how we've always done thanksgiving and then have an argument about who's going to arby's <laughs> no. damn dude you so guys are out here camping Jared. and you're out here camping over a fire like you're as bad as beans and rice with your turkey well like um in in this true financially stable fashion <laughs> <laughs> in true financially stable fashion we're not tent camping we have an rv all right. Uh, I don't know. I I'll let you, I'll get back to you on that. Like you might be able to tag team. Um, Derek, when we when the world is back to normal and we can have bigger communal gatherings, I'm I'm personally gonna invite you to one of my Thanksgivings just so you can see the magic of beans oh, and rice. I will, I will politely but like 
praise the city and salt the earth so nothing more may grow there. I was going to say, in the most politely disrespectful way, I will decline the invitation. Like, <laughs> you, won't, you won't catch me there. A single bean or a grain of rice three days before or after Thanksgiving, <laughs> I will lay waste uh, to this planet. Uh, All right, Chelsea. Chelsea, planet. Before you threaten anyone else's life, what is your Thanksgiving side dish of choice? Um, as a white Jewish woman, I'm mm -hmm. going to go with um, garlic mashed potatoes. Ooh. Safe not, a, not a controversial answer. I like it. <laughs> not at all. I'm, yeah. I'm, I go with staples. Are you, I think it would you... be controversial if you didn't like it. Wait, uh, you can get mashed potatoes at staples? What? Yeah, man. <laughs> they, I mean, they they had to expand their product catalogs, you know, because of the economy. <laughs> I really shouldn't have laughed at that. <laughs> I know it's that bad. Um, so gravy, no gravy. What, what's the gravy situation, Chels? Um, it really depends. It's like I don't want to like. I want to have some. But I don't want it like smothering my mashed potatoes because I'd like the option to to have mashed potatoes without it. So I'll probably probably pour some in a little support cup near my plate. Ah, a little ramekin. <laughs> That's the technical term. You look so excited to say that. I love that word. <laughs> So, and what's great about that is you can take the mashed potatoes and then you can push them into the beans and rice and then it's all <laughs> that's, no. Even no, that's actually kind of sick. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> Stop fucking doing it. If you even <laughs> joke about putting beans and rice anywhere near <laughs> my Thanksgiving. It's intercontinental. Again, <laughs> this is mildly racist. <laughs> It's not about being racist. Just, I feel like you're coming from my culture right now. <laughs> I'm, culture. I'm not taking rice and beans off of the forever menu. I'm just keeping it away from my Thanksgiving, which so, in so, of itself... So, seg so segregation racist. is what you're saying. You just just want to... Yeah. Yeah. Don't come for me with that bullshit. <laughs> It's separate but equal. Is that how it goes? <laughs> and I'm marrying an immigrant from the most attacked and person. It's okay, guys. I have I have, I have minority friends. It's fine. Oh, God. oh my God. It's cool. I have beans and rice friends. It's cool. I'm not it took a turn. Leave your own room, Rios, because I'm gonna go get my keys. I'm on my way right now. <laughs> you wait right fucking there. All right. Uh, before Chelsea comes and murders me, um, let's wrap things up. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, Connor, Winston, financially stable. I know you guys have been uh, picking up a little bit of work uh, as things start to open up in Florida, which is questionable if that's going to maintain given um, how things are going to look after the holidays. We're still very much in the midst of a pandemic. Um but I am glad to see you guys out there trying to do what you can. What are some goals 
reasonable goals or even lofty goals you have coming into the new year? Like, what are some things you guys are hoping to accomplish if able to? Yeah, I would say just getting those reps in um, as as many matches as possible, um, as many promotions as possible. Definitely want to uh, see everything the Florida scene has to offer as well as, you know, I, I think like a maybe not even a lofty goal, but I would love to get out of the state at some point uh, towards the end of 2021 and be working some shows in some other places. Oh, yeah. We always have a car. Yeah. At least two seats. So perfect. And you got built in people to work with you. So it's yeah. it's perfect. Call a match on the way there. What are you talking about? I'm not putting you over. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't expect it anyway. I'm just fucking. Oh <laughs> I, I I really want a I really want a championship. Like so bad. But that's like it means like basically nothing, but I think if someone can trust us, is you're a mark. <laughs> if someone can trust us enough to like be the face of their tag team division, yeah, I think that'd be that would be very very nice, and I would like to at least start putting work towards that in the next year. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I definitely tell people don't. Don't be a mark for a belt. Don't don't think that a belt is a payday. Don't you know? I I, I definitely try to coach people like the right way to perceive these kinds of things. It's just a problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the eyes of our business, it, depending on where you got the belt from, you know, it means a lot more in other promotions than it does in others. So it's like, you know, I think winning a championship for a promotion that's like very high functioning and is like selling well and is like. Uh, obviously invest in their champions like it says something to outside promotions and outside promoters of like hey this they this they gave them the ball so there's no reason we can't let them run a few plays you know so i think that's a good goal to have it's just and plus you know at the end of the day i make fun of people for being marks but at the end of the day it's like we're all little fucking wrestling nerds we all want to fucking yeah for sure i want to fucking hold up the intercontinental championship at wrestlemania like ah <laughs> For sure, and I shit so much we decided to do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and I I think like you said too, it's it's the confidence a promotion would have in us. Like it's not to speak over Connor's answer, but I I think it's somebody you know giving us that ball and letting us go with it. I think that's more what we're looking for. Um, you know, if that's with titles, great. If not, like being able to work regularly and do what we do in a couple places stably um that'd be great financially stable financially stably he said the thing he said the thing all right uh so guys tell us tell us where we can find you individually together socials uh merch sites all that does i'll let him take the merch sites because he knows it like by heart because he set it up and everything yeah, it's uh, teespring.com slash financially stable. Um, I probably pay more attention to Instagram than anything, so it's Derek Ewing. Oh, shit, I just changed it. It's Derek Ewing WB3. Um, and the link for our T-shirts is in my bio as well. We also have a financially stable Facebook page and... 
I think that's our only joint social media that we have. Um, yep. I'm on Facebook at Connor McKay, and I'm on Instagram at Connor underscore McKay underscore wrestler, and I'm on Twitter at Connor McKay Pro. And that's it. That's all I got. You got to streamline that shit, boys. Mm-hmm. Make it easy. Easy for the kids. Speaking of stream. Oh, wait. Before streamline, uh, a few things. Uh, the lovely people at ProWrestlingTees.com are having a Black Friday sale, and that starts the day before this podcast drops. Uh, November 24th through November 30th, you can head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash we are the Coda and save yourself 20% on, um, is it 20%? It could be more. I should have looked, kept the email up. Um, you can save, I'm sorry, up to 40% on merchandise. That's including uh, AEW shit, New Japan shit. Uh, it's 35% off Wrestling Tees logo merch. So there's lots of shit on there uh, that you can save big on, including Demon Road Diaries t-shirts. There's two kinds. There's old logo uh, from Luke uh, McGarry and the new one from... Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar. Ziglar. Um, <laughs> Ziglar. Not to be confused with Dolph Ziglar. Um, so you can pick up both of those at rprowrestlingtees.com. Now, the rant. You can find Demon Road Diaries by simply searching Demon Road Diaries on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the coda at We Are the Coda on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash We Are the Coda. You can find me personally at Music City KG on Instagram, Twitter, and Cash App. And you can find my uh, YouTube kid personality, Katie, on TikTok, at DJ Katie. And you can find me, Ronnie Rios, at Bastard Son Rios on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me on Instagram, at Durden Says, on Twitter, at The Durden Says. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Durden if you are interested in helping me put my cats through college. Uh, wouldn't you know it? Harvard Law is the most expensive endeavor yet for my uh, my Genius Avengers team. Um, please be nice to my mother um, in your comments on my Instagram photos. I can't believe, I still have to mention this, but there are some mean people out there on social media and she is a lovely woman and she doesn't appreciate your comments that being said from all of us here at demon road diaries for financially stable ronnie rios Caden green and myself chelsea durden we hope that you stay safe and stay jacked